You're listening to the Study Hub podcast from the Drive Time programme. Tonight, episode 13, French. Good evening and welcome into the Study Hub this evening. And coming up for you this evening, we look deep into the soul of one of the most beautiful languages and a subject that thousands of students enjoy every year. Oh, I love popping French. Now, as we know then, it's going to be French this evening and we're welcoming your questions in now on 51551. And as we also know, the last few days have been a real whirlwind for Leaving Cert students and that announcement of the plan, offering a choice with SEC accredited grades and exams, it's been welcomed by many students. But, you know, we're all trying to work out what it really means, I suppose, now. And we know that for many of you, you're already considering what subjects you might do the exams in, what subjects you might choose to work with the accredited uh, grade system in. There's been a lot of uncertainty. And yes, it's great now to have some clarity, but it is totally understandable. And talking to students myself, if you feel a bit confused and a little bit overwhelmed by it all and the decisions facing you. But do not fear, because here at the Study Hub, there is help at hand. Because when we were thinking about it, you know, we reckon the only people who really know what you're going through is the class of 2020. Because March last year, they had the rug pulled out from under them. And we thought it would be really useful to hear one year on how they're getting on and what advice they would have for you. So let's recall the topsy-turvy world that the class of 2020 experienced last year. Leaving Cert students have finally got clarity after it was confirmed that this summer's exams have been cancelled due to the COVID-19 pandemic. The class of 2020 will never forget the events of this year. Doing their best to study in the middle of a global pandemic. For almost a century, the Leaving Cert has been with us. This summer, it won't. On the 2nd of April, the Taoiseach Leo Varadkar insisted the Leaving Cert... Last year's news cycle for the Leaving Cert, ending on my colleague Barry Lennon's voice there. Well, we put out the bat signal to last year's cohort for help, got a great response. And we have some fantastic students from last year lined up to talk to us in just a few minutes. So while we get them set up, we are going to turn our attention to the French paper. And in fact, in a few minutes, we'll also be tackling that most controversial of subjects. Is it look... COVID or lack COVID? This debate kicked off when we last discussed, discussed the French oral and the jury was split between the two groups. So we asked A.B. Philbin Bowman to drill down into this and he'll join us shortly with his findings. But before we wade into that controversial hot topic, let's immerse ourselves in a bit of magical French cinema. Venez, je vous aider. On descend et hop, c'est parti. Là, on croise la veuve du tambour de la fanfare. Elle porte la varose de son mari depuis qu'il est mort. Attention, hop. Tiens, l'enseigne de la boucherie Chevaline a perdu une oreille. Ce rire, c'est celui du mari de la fleuriste. Il a des petites rides de malice au coin des yeux. On passe devant la charcuterie. 79 le jambon à l'os, 45 le travers de micelle. On arrive chez le fromager. 12,90 le picodon de l'Ardèche et 23,50 le cabicou du Poitou. Chez le boucher, il y a un bébé qui regarde un chien qui regarde les poulets rôtis. Voilà, maintenant on est devant le petit kiosque à journaux, juste à l'entrée du métro. Et moi, je vous laisse ici. Au revoir. Oh, clip from Amil there, of course. Very pleased to say that we are joined once again this evening by Nick Grease from Face to Face. He's been teaching the Leaving Cert French course for many years. We're delighted to have him back. Now, Nick, obviously the French paper, it has that oral component that we discussed before, an oral component, the written part of the paper. And at this point, we have students listening who are planning to pursue the accredited grades option, but there are many others pursuing the exam route. So the oral will be very much part of their world. And I know you've spoken with the state examiner's office just yesterday, I gather, to get the most up-to-date information 
education for our students. So at this point, are there any changes to the French paper that students need to be aware of? So uh, at the at the moment, uh, uh, Evelyn, alors, thank you for having me on. Um, but at the moment, uh, there are uh, some changes to be expected, mm-hmm. but it's uh, essentially uh, the same. They, they'll have more options, you know, of exercises, but the structure, the layout uh, uh, so far is said to be the same. So that key part, that aural component where you're listening and you're, you know, going through the different passages and answering some questions on tape as such, you at this point don't expect any change to that bit. People should be used to that format and plough on with that format. Yes, uh, absolutely. Uh, it's still going to be like uh, the, the same 40 minutes uh, tape, you know. Now, at higher level, uh, th- there are going to be some differences on, between origin level. The similarities is that uh, it's the same tape, same script, you know, same layout, you know, uh, five sections. The questions are in English for both. You answer in English. Uh, and uh, the differences now is that you're going to have different questions. Uh, it's slightly harder uh, at higher level in the sense that they expect you to answer questions, so they expect uh, uh, more precise answers. At ordinary level, it'll be like uh, it's often a multiple choice question, so you kind of tick boxes and you have a bit more time to think, you know, to listen to the tape, uh, less time dedicated to writing your answers down. Uh, at higher level, uh, it's a bit of multitasking, in fairness, you know, so sometimes it's a bit harder to write, listen at the same time, write, in the same time so but there are also uh, ways around that you know um, uh, voilà so um, uh, you you don't do the same thing at a, as a higher level student the, during the first the second and the third listening voilà so on the first listening your advice is that you don't write anything you're just trying to go answer hunting it's only you start writing that second time Absolutely, Evelyn. And I would say there's even something you do before the first listening. So what you're doing is that the moment you get the paper, read the introduction, uh, like who's speaking, you know, read the questions, what's happening here. And then uh, you, you, when, when you look at the question, imagine potential answers, okay? Because that's going to kickstart your brain, okay? It's going to get you to focus. It's actually called active listening, voilà. And again, it's this, you're doing it before the listening has even started, okay? It's basically a mental listening before the first listing and then yes first listing excellent uh, uh, concept huh? i like this huh? uh, to go for answer hunting exactly so uh, uh, you you you're gonna check if your assumptions are correct you know you figure out uh, what the answers are but you don't write anything you know you just listen second listening now you're gonna have pauses you know you're gonna have different sections and and pauses in between now you write down your answers now you have the time to write down your answers and in the third listening you, you check your answers, you can add details, you can improve your answers and, 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 and so on, you know. So, so you're right, you, you, you do different things in each of the uh, bit, in each of the listening, absolutely. I'm also fascinated by this idea of using the pen because the teacher examiner may have to scan your paper because of COVID. I know tomorrow night we'll be discussing home economics with uh, Laura Healy and she was making the point as well that, you know, they have to be aware that the, the answers will be scanned. So this is really important that people are aware of that. True. Um, the last, uh, uh, during the um, uh, 2020 paper, okay, so mm-hmm. uh, we're talking about the one they did in, uh, in November. In November, yeah. Uh, yeah, they advised no pencil because they, they might actually scan your work and then the examiner will see it on screen. Okay. So it's blue or black ball pen. Now, you can, on, on the side, you know, you can, you can kind of uh, put your answer in pencil, but then you, the moment you have decided what's your answer, Black or blue ball pen, absolutely. Now, in terms then of moving on then to that written part of the paper, in the higher level, always answer in French. It's about text translation, isn't it? Uh, wait, when we're talking about the reading comprehension, true, exactly. Uh, at higher level, you will cover two texts, okay? And 
I'm always saying this, huh? that if, if there's two things, okay, that's going to make a difference is you learn vocab and you translate text when you prepare. You basically do what matters because mentally, that's what you're doing on the day of the exam. You, you try to figure out what's the, the meaning of the text, so mentally you translate. And I'm always saying this, you got to do what matters. Learn vocab, translate text. And I, I attend sometimes with the students, you know, use that, uh, that analogy, you know, like, uh, I mean, you, you, if you, if you want to be, be good at swimming, let's say, you know, swimming uh, the, the, the 200 meter butterfly, you know, <laughs> yeah. but you, you can, you can, you can, you can run, you know, that's good for your stamina. You can, uh, you can go to the gym. Uh, that's good for your muscle. You can even read books about swimming skills, you know, <laughs> but at some point uh, would be nice to go to the, to the pool, you know, and that's the same. So what you are doing on the day of the exam, what do I do on the day of the exam? And I try to train doing that at home. Voilà. Okay. Tell me then about tackling the exam in terms of time, because it's a busy paper. You've got all those little elements to it. Yes. Alors, in, in terms of uh, uh, managing your time, uh, alors, I know it starts with the reading comprehension, okay? And you're going to have the written expression after that. I like to start with the written expression because I like to get the easy exercise out of the way. So I would usually recommend to the students, do the diary first, okay? It's easy. You so can, go uh, looking for that in the paper. Go grab that well, and let that well, set you up. Yeah. Exactly. Do the diary first. It's easy. Then what you can do is you do a, an open-based question across the question three and four because you're going to have plenty of choice there. So that's tend to be easy as well because there are plenty of options. So once that is done, then you go for the mandatory question uh, of the written expression, which is a question one. Get that one done. And then you'll accumulate, you know, uh, the mm -hmm. remaining time that you have not used for, uh, for the two first exercise. And when this is done, then you focus on the reading comprehension. Why? Because this is where you're going to have most of the marks. It's 30% for the reading comprehension. It's 25% for the written expression. So that's why I go. Uh, uh, I, I, want to, I want to have as much time as possible for what matters. Voilà. Okay. I love voila at the end of every sentence. I'm going to use that from now on. I'm enjoying call my agent at the moment. So I'm very morning and born around the place. I'm now adding voila. Listen, merci Nick Reese from Face to Face. And you're going to stay near the phone because we are going to come back to you at the end of the programme to answer some questions coming in. So don't go too far. But now it is time to go back in time and to this time last year when a year ago we all had such a shock well coming up to a year with all the changes and disruption that COVID brought to our lives and within all the chaos I suppose the plight of the Leaving Cert students grabbed many headlines. In the end once the dust settled thousands of students collected their grades and got on with their lives and this evening we'll talk to three of those students to find out from them what advice what tips and insights they can share with you as you face into hybrid exam choices and we'll be delighted to welcome the following graduates from the class of 2020 to the show Barry Laffey who went to Fingal Community College and Swords in Dublin, Jennifer Mirlan from Lichela Secondary School in Turlstown in Dublin and Connor Brennan who went to Corey, uh, Gorey Community School in Wexford. They're all very welcome to the show. But before we talk to the students, let's take a little trip down memory lane and remind ourselves of the reaction of students in 2020 from the Leaving Cert class. I would have liked to sit the exams, but it also comes as a relief to me that we don't have to. I think giving people the opportunity to choose between taking it at a later date or going ahead with the predicted gradings is the possibly fairest solution to the current circumstances. Hopefully when the predictive grading system is being set in place, teachers will take into consideration that the majority of students improve between mocks and leaving cert. To be honest, I'm happy. Obviously, not everybody's going to be the same, and I do feel bad for the people that wanted the exams to go ahead, but I suppose I just have to remember now that they do have the option to do it. They just have to wait that bit longer, and I suppose I take that as a positive. It just means you have more time to study or whatever. I, I think the scariest part of it was definitely doing it in the midst of a pandemic. 
some of the voices from 2020 there. I'm going to start with you, Barry. Just when you look back now, even hearing that, you know, it was such a whirlwind at the time. How do you reflect on that time now as a Leaving Cert student? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It was it was it was a scary time and it's a scary time for the for the students this year. And it's only when you come out of it the other end that you realise, you know, it's not all that bad. Things work out. There's there's always options available to you. I mean, if you told me this time last year that I'd be doing um the pre nursing PLC and I'd be working in a great job in a nursing home and, you know, loving life, I wouldn't believe you. Do you know, because I would have said, No, it was my course or nothing. But, you know, there's just always options available. Things things always work out, you know. And Jennifer, you're on the line with this as well. You're studying your dream course in dental technology in Trinity College. But do you remember being worried about this when the news came that it was going to be this calculated grade system? And how do you reflect now when you look back on how you felt at the time and now? Hi, Evelyn. Hey, yes. Jennifer. Oh, my God. It was the... For me, it was really stressful because I had to really reflect on, will I get my course? Will I not? Because obviously when they said you can get calculated grades, I was thinking, did I do enough in school? Did I, you know, did exams the way I was supposed to do them? Everything Mm -hmm. was up to date. And it was obviously stressful. And other people, obviously, we were talking in my classroom, like, oh, my God, will we get it? But at the end of the day, what I tried to do is I tried to focus on myself and my well-being as well. So I put other things in perspective other than just you know, get in the course. And eventually I got the two courses that I put down on my CAO. I only put down two courses. I, ne- I didn't even have 10. <gasps> Jennifer, so, you put down two yes, only. My goodness. Two, okay. And they were both on level seven and I got into both. So I had to choose. So I obviously chose Trinity, you know, my dream course. But what I do want to say is just don't focus too much on trying to get something what you think you might want to get because you never know in the end. You might actually end up getting what you actually deserve and what you actually need and what you actually put effort in you know Connor you're on the line as well Connor you're in an interesting situation as well because again your eye maybe was on UCD and there you are swanning around DCU to a degree and having a ball well yeah I wouldn't say swanning (laughs) are you even allowed in (laughs) I tell you my my granny's actually been up in DCU to get the vaccine there more times than I have been so (laughs) She can tell you all about it. But this time last year, I mean, March, obviously, you know, I'm not going too tight on the dates. All your plans for your leaving search were suddenly thrown up in the air. Do you remember that? I mean, was it panicky? Was it overwhelming? I suppose the whole situation was, it was like, as the rest of the country was kind of frightened with this ongoing situation. And like, I remember speaking to Mary Wilson there, I think it was in April of last mm. year there, like about what was going to happen, because we had no idea. And we were hearing the leaving cert was going ahead, it was going ahead. And then on the 8th of May, it was cancelled. So, And how do you feel now when you look back? Do you think that, you know, what would you love to have heard this time last year, back in May, um, you know, from people about it? Because it was such a change from what we expected. You know, the Leaving Cert has always been the Leaving Cert and suddenly complete change. Yeah, I think I would have liked to have kind of heard a bit more clarity and certainty. And that's what the sixth year students at the minute have. Mm Because I think it's very hard to study for something, particularly when you don't know what's happening. Now, I don't know. I know they don't have all their information yet, but it's gradually going to be coming on course. Mm. And hopefully by the time they're back in school, they have certainty. They have everything they need to know about what is going to be happening with their leaving cert in, in June. And Barry, this new system that they have, the accredited grades, you, you know, you're, you're, you opt in then to the exam system. Did you kind of go through not trying to decide whether or not you do exams or do you remember making your decisions and how clear that was for you as a path? Yeah, absolutely. I, um, I was 
very kind of half and half about what I was going to do. I didn't, you know, I was worried about the predicted grade system, but, you know, I think my grade, I, I felt I was treated very fairly with the predicted grade system. Now, in saying that, I went back and I restart my biology exam. It was great to have, you know, the option to do that. And it's great now that the that even their students this year, they have the option to kind of, I believe, you know, get a bit of a mix and match of, you know, an accredited grade and uh, sitting an exam themselves. So they can kind of gauge for themselves uh, what exams they'd like to sit and, you know, what exams they'd like to like to um, see how they get on with their accredited grades. And you're uh, obviously, you know, you're caught up in the world of healthcare and science. That's where your love is and your passion is. So it was yeah. important for you to get a run out of biology. You thought that was a good decision. Yeah, absolutely. I thought, look, I'll, I'll take my chances and, and see how it goes and just kind of improve my chances of, of progressing into, um, hopefully, into general nursing in September. Um, so it was great that I had the option to, to resit the exam and just to try and give myself that extra little bit of an edge to get in. OK, well, we're all about the little edges to get in, I suppose. Jennifer, for That's you, was, uh, were you uh, thinking or considering at all doing exams or were you happy enough to go with the calculated grade system? Um, honestly, at the start, I didn't know what to do. Mm. Um, I remember I was sitting in my bed and I was talking with my brother and he was like, he's not going to go for sitting the exam. He said, I'm going to do the calculated grades. It is what it is. And I was like, I don't know, should I? Because I knew for Trinity, I knew the points that I needed. I wasn't sure I was going to get them for my calculated grades. And I was like, I'm just going to risk it. Because if it's my, if it's fate, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be for me. That's what I thought personally. And mm-hmm. in the end, it actually turned way better than I thought. So, yeah. Good decisions all around. Connor. just a final word of advice for you, uh, from you for the students who are listening who are in a knot maybe trying to work out their next moves here. Well, one thing I would say is kind of don't rush now. Now is the time to kind of study, keep preparing. Keep, keep studying, on. yeah. Yeah, keep studying. Like look at your CEO, make sure you put down, is it, I think 10 on each list, make sure you put all that down. And the main thing is not to panic. The information will be out there as quick as the, the minister. I, I'm sure she's working very hard and the civil servants are. So I, I just urge people not to panic and kind of focus as if, if they want to sit the exam, if they want to take their accredited grade. But whatever they feel right, they should be they should do that. They shouldn't feel pressured to do one or the other. And Connor, you're doing journalism, is it? Uh, no, I'm doing law. In DCU? Yes. And would you recommend it? I, I would, yes, now. There's a lot of reading in it now. <laughs> and hopefully we'll That'll be back on end. campus there by next year. So, Well, we hope you will too. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. Barry, from you, final word of advice for students who are trying to make these decisions? Uh, I think my final word of advice is it's, it's the words of Albert Einstein. He said, you only fail when you stop trying. Keep going. Keep working away these next couple of weeks, these next couple of months. You're going to get there. There's options available to you. There's options all around you. It's something you don't even realise until you're in a position where you're looking at your options. But there's always options. You get in the first door or you get in the second door, you get in the third door, you'll get in. You'll do what you want to do. What's for you won't pass you. Excellent advice. Advice for life there. Love it, Barry. That's Barry Laffey who graduated from Fingal Community College, Connor Brennan from Gorey Community School and Jennifer Moran who graduated from Lichela Secondary School in Dublin. And the best of luck to the three of you in the coming months with all your studies. And you see the world does keep spinning. So keep studying, keep those options open. But as the world grapples with the effects of COVID in France, they're not just battling a virus, they're battling what they should actually call it. And a couple of weeks ago, we were discussing how to talk about COVID-19 in your French oral, whether COVID itself is masculine or feminine? Is it look COVID or lack COVID? Let 
And A.B. Philbin Bowman has been off having a look at all this because it sparked quite a debate from our listeners. A.B., good evening to you. How are you doing, Ev? Now, what is the story? Tell us about the investigation you've undertaken to establish, is it luck or lack of it? It's fascinating. When COVID arrived, right, most French speakers instinctively thought, look, it's a virus, virus is masculine, so it's look COVID, dis right? And that kind of sounded right, because if you know a bit of French, generally speaking, when a word ends in D, it's masculine. Like you take the word grand, meaning big, ends in a D, and the masculine, il est grand, but the feminine ends in D-E, elle est grande. So it sort of sounded, people thought, well, if it was feminine, it'd be la COVID with a D-E at the end. So that's kind of how, that, that's where it started. So in casual conversation, French people might refer to it then as look COVID. Exactly, right. Like another English word, le weekend. But three or four months into the pandemic, the French Academy said no. These are the immortals, the guardians of the French language, the ones who protect us from nefarious foreign words like weekend and le football, <laughs> which they don't approve of at all. And they gazed deeply at this word COVID-19, which ironically, Evelyn, was actually designed precisely to avoid controversy. Because as anyone doing Leaving Cert history will know, the last time we had a global pandemic was about 100 years ago at the tail end of World War I. Uh, It was the Spanish flu. Not because it was Spanish, but because at the time, Europe, most of Europe was at war, Spain was neutral, and so it was one of the only countries in Europe with a free press. So their media actually reported this curious new disease, and for the last hundred years, we've been calling it the Spanish flu, to some annoyance to the Spanish. So <laughs> this time, the world said, let's not make that mistake again, let's go with something very neutral. They, wanted, they basically got something short for coronavirus disease found in 2019, thinking with COVID-19. But hence COVID. So the French Academy insists, though, that there's an established formula for acronyms. Well, exactly. So they say, OK, coronavirus disease, you look at the noun, right? If you say, take the SNCF, which you'll know is the French, um, the French rail company, La Société, uh, the, the um, National de Chemin de Fer, that's the, 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 you look at the noun, which is Société, that's feminine. So it's La Société or La SNCF. By that logic, it's disease and disease is malady and that's feminine. So they say it should be La COVID. Um, but your examiner, I think, is probably going to take, might casually reference le COVID. But if you want to be correct, according to the academy, you should say la COVID-19. And when I spoke to the, no less than the director of the Academy Francaise, Thierry Lagneux, today, uh, yesterday, <laughs> I asked him which one he uses. Uh, and this is what he told me. Oh, we might hear from him you, in a minute. Is he there? You, if, you don't, if you don't have that clip, it's absolutely fine. What did he say, Esen- Abby? Essentially, he told me that he uses, he kind of casually with his friends, he uses le, but he does try in official documentation because it's recommended, because it's suggested, he uses la. <laughs> uh, but but he kind of he said most people really in speaking use look and incidentally by the way the the French Academy uh, insist that because corona coronavirus those words are Latin meaning crown virus or virus shaped like a crown they say you know if we want to be really correct we should say coronavirus morbus so instead <laughs> of COVID nineteen that would give you COVID nineteen uh, but I suspect uh, that particular cheval may have boulonné or bolted <laughs> excellent research done there Abiem. I think I'm still as confused as ever, but we really appreciate your investigative work there. Merci, AB. And we just have time to get back to Nick Grease, our French teacher this evening. Nick, are you any clearer? Is it low or la COVID in your view? Oh, listen, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll stick by, by le COVID. You know, I'm a people's person, so I'll stick by le. But uh, I have to tell you something, Evelyn, you know, 
every single student in Ireland should listen to the study hub and the teachers too, because I just learned something. So that's a uh, very good, very good uh, uh, for me too. Listen, we'll put you up on the ad on the billboard saying that for us. But listen, <laughs> we've literally dying minutes of the programme to run some quick questions by you. Just one of the questions is, when we talk mm-hmm. to the students from last year about this, we know there's the option now of using the SEC accredited grade system or sitting the exam. If someone's yeah. listening tonight, what is your advice on this? Listen, um, I'm, I'm glad you asked uh, that question, Evelyn. You know, uh, I'm going to say this: you you sit the exam. You know, there's one, there's two reasons. Reason number one is that I believe that by uh, sitting the exam, you'll you'll be more focused. You know, your school test, uh, school homework will be a better quality, and so your accredited grade will be better anyway. If that makes sense, you know. And the other thing is that uh, uh, I believe you should sit the exam uh, because I think it's better for your your your, uh, your mental state. You know, you'll feel like a winner. You know, I mean that's me. You know, I mean I, I'm French, okay. So, and for me, Ireland is a is a both uh, beautiful and strong. You know, you have a beauty and strength. And uh, Irish students, they are strong. You know, sometimes they don't realize it, but they are. And um, that's my advice to to all of them. You know, you so you prepare, you you train, and you. You work up until June, and on the day of the exam, you fight, voila, and you feel great, you know, and, and, and that's being Irish. You know, as they say, they say, uh, Aaron Abu, yeah, isn't it? There you go, you know. <laughs> sure and, is. And, and, and then, Evelyn, and next Saturday, we win the rugby match. There you go, you know, that's a, <laughs> that's a message to my dear friend, Gary Ringrose, you know, Gary, this is Nick. Saturday, we win. There you go, you know, and that's, they only need that, you know, we gotta, we gotta win, we gotta win, you know. There you I go. love it, I'm gonna bottle it, Nick, I love it. So what you're saying is, you know, you've done the hard work, go for it. Okay, well, look. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Thank there you go. <laughs> Merci, Nick Grease from Face to Face. We appreciate your French expertise and your enthusiasm. And that is our lot for this evening here on the Study Hub. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, we'll bring you any updates we have on subjects and clarity around the exam subjects. Tomorrow we focus on home economics with Laura Healy. And as well as that, we'll be getting some fantastic advice around my favourite topic, which is sleep. So if you're struggling with sleep or could do with any tips or have any other questions or comments, you can always email us here at studyhub at rte.ie. You were listening to The Study Hub on Drive Time at RT Radio 1. Tune in to us live Tuesdays and Thursdays from 6.30pm.